Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. Today my guest is Imogen Ragon, an Alexander Technique teacher and website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. And we're going to talk about a book that's, I believe, still currently on the bestseller list by Cheryl Sandberg, who's the chief operating officer at Facebook. Uh, the title is Lean In women, work, and the will to lead. And in that book, she examines women's progress in achieving leadership roles, why it has faltered, and other suggestions to empower, offers suggestions to empower women to achieve their potential. Um, Imogen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Robert. Very pleased to be here. And I know this book... Uh, ha- You've you've read this book with great interest. You wrote a really nice blog on on uh, aspects of that book. So, but before we get into it, could you give our listeners a very short description of the Alexander Technique? Yes. Um, in a nutshell, or very simply, the Alexander Technique is a way of letting go of unnecessary tension, which in turn helps us improve posture coordination, the way we react, our body awareness, um, so it can help us improve a whole host of things in the way we function in the world. And I know that you you have found some resonances with Alexander Technique uh, concepts in, in uh, Sheryl Sandberg, Sandberg's book, and you have some sp- uh, specific uh, Alexander Technique there's some specific things that she talks about that you think the Alexander technique could help with. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, do you want right. to? Do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Yeah. Well, I mean, first, you know, I read this book really just out of my own interest, not expecting to find all these sorts of tie-ins <laughs> mm-hmm. with the Alexander technique. Um, so maybe we could start with the one that really jumped out at me first, which was what um, was the subject of my blog post. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to set the scene, um, Cheryl Sandberg, she's talking about, she was at Harvard, and she talks about um, something that happened in her senior year, and she was inducted into the Phi Beta Kappa Honor Society Mm -hmm. and they had a speaker come who gave a talk called Feeling Like a Fraud Um, and in the the talk um, the the speaker explained um, that many people but especially women feel fraudulent when they are praised for their accomplishments um, just, I'm just quoting here. Instead of feeling worthy of recognition, they feel undeserving and guilty as if a mistake had been made. And later, a few pages later in the chapter, Sandberg writes, and this was what really struck me. Um, it wasn't until I heard the Phi Beta Kappa speech about self-doubt that it struck me. The real issue was not that I felt like a fraud but that I could feel something deeply and profoundly and be completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And she's referring to 
sort of a whole sort of uh, college academic career in which she sort of felt like she didn't really belong there. She was sort of faking it, um, despite her many academic accomplishments and credentials. Um, so that phrase, feeling something deeply profoundly, but being in actuality completely wrong, really sounded to me exactly like um, in a in a somewhat different context, the Alexander Technique concept of faulty sensory awareness or faulty sensory appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, which is often, which is something that all Alexander teachers and students um, come up against pretty much. And it, it t- typically in Alexander world, it's about things like posture and movement patterns that right we, that so, we think we're doing one thing but in fact we're, we're we're not yeah you could think you're standing up straight but in fact you're leaning to one side mm-hmm. and um you know that can be pointed out to you by a teacher you might notice it in a mirror or you might not you are so habitually used to not only feeling like you're upright, but looking at yourself in that way that you don't even see that you're leaning. So we can have a very skewed view of what the reality is. And and that actually, that mirror analogy or that mirror situation is kind of what, what Sheryl Sandberg was involved in because she was, here she was at one of the top universities in America and get in the Phi Beta Kappa mm-hmm. uh, category, which, you know, pr- pretty high honor. Uh-huh. And so the mirror, as it were, um, that she was looking at, she still wasn't seeing it accurately. Until that moment. Until that moment. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it took someone else literally pointing it out precisly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Her, for her to to realize this is what she had been doing and um yeah so i just that just really really stood out for me and it made me wonder also you know that we i was very aware of kind of the physical faulty sensory awareness if you want to put it that way Mm -hmm. but not so much of what you might term a more mental type of faulty sensory awareness mm-hmm. right um, right and i don't know that it's that big a leap especially as another concept in the alexander technique is of mind body unity mm-hmm. basically right. you can't separate what you're doing you're thinking with what your physical being right she just came at it from a different way yeah. than say a typical alexander technique student might discover it with taking lessons Right. And I, you know, I can't say whether there were kind of postural um, cues that that went along with it. I I have no idea, really. Yeah. Um, But I bet there were, I bet there were, I bet there were some, I bet if we could go back in time that she she was, as part of that, not acknowledging the, the reality of her situation, in a way, there there probably was some muscular tension somewhere. Well, I suspect, because I suspect you're right, because in my own experience, when we're not feeling true to ourselves, or uh, that would be one way of expressing it, there's usually some sort of 
contraction involved. Um, yeah, I mean, and I mean, I think you could reframe that whole thing as you could possibly just call it she lacked self confidence. Would that be fair to say? Um, I guess at that point, that that may have been fair to say. I mean, as you read the book, she obviously becomes extremely confident. <laughs> um, um, right. Or if you, I, I, I have heard one of her TED Talks and, you know, you listen to that and the term lack of self-confidence does not... Um, come into your mind she yeah should, i mean she's, she's had a lot of high power go- jobs she was at google before facebook and uh, other things too so so she's very uh, very high up in in one of the biggest tech companies of all uh, mm-hmm. uh, facebook in, in in a field that in general there are not a lot of women at at very top leadership roles well or, i would say in that I think in most fields, there are not many women in the top leadership roles. But in that field, there aren't many women, period. Exactly. exactly. And even fewer at top leadership roles. Exactly. It's a pretty male-dominated world out there. Yeah. With a few notable exceptions, but absolutely, yeah. Right. Um, Shall I – so the other – main concept that I saw a real tie-in was that she talks about awareness a lot and of course it was awareness that helped her realize you know that she wasn't actually a, a fraud <laughs> if, you, if you want to exactly yeah. um uh, you know and, and another point she talks about um being aware of the problem is the first step to correcting it and I'm sure I've said almost identical things to my Alexander Technique students. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, that is that is a very typical pattern with Alexander lessons. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't usually, I don't want to say ever, but I, I don't think you can usually make changes unless you're aware of what's really going on. Well, you don't typically you wouldn't even know there was a useful change to make. Yes. That that's sort of And, what and I mean, I'm guessing is, that was what her situation was in yeah, some ways. Yeah. yeah. So I mean she talks about this later um the whole awareness thing not just in that context but um in the context of if we're not aware, aware of um inequalities or preferences or biases of either what culturally happens or within ourselves um it's hard to you can't really start changing them if we're not even acknowledging that those exist exactly exactly yeah yeah um so so what are some do you have some thoughts about uh specifically how Alexander ideas uh, could help someone who is in that in that sort of situation and I'm assuming that it's not just it's it's not always women although I, maybe women are more prone to it just because of our the way our culture is set up but s- someone who's in that kind of a situation how well, how could the Alexander technique help them well you know, one point that's brought out in the book is this sort of lack of personal confidence. Mm-hmm. 
and she talks about kind of bringing yourself to the table, sitting at the table. She cites a situation, some sort of conference meeting when they were all around a table and two women that were brought to the meeting um, with someone else who had every right to be there sort of sat, sat at the side of the room, not at the table. So that, that you know, the, the idea is that even though when they were invited to the table, they didn't come and sit at it, which just, which in itself marginalized them. So sort of being aware of behaviors. And um, uh, I think confidence was a theme that came out and she even references um, high power poses as something that people could take on very briefly it's just in one paragraph in one chapter but that's something we talked about in another interview mm-hmm. and that idea correlates very well to Alexander Technique too it's almost like bringing yourself out of contracted postures into more expansive ones and the idea of the power pose is it's a kind of extreme expansive posture like um, your legs may be wider than usual arms arms wide or high Mm -hmm. um, and that you can be in them for a couple of minutes not necessarily or probably not during your public interactions right Um, but the just for two minutes studies show that um, it uh, your testosterone raises and your cortisol lowers. So that's basically you get a boost in confidence and your stress level gets lowered. And I would say that correlates extremely well with what we do in a maybe more subtle but sustainable throughout all our activities <laughs> um, right, right. way with Alexander Technique letting go of unnecessary tensions right to to me the whole idea of power poses which i find absolutely fascinating i believe Mm -hmm. the 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 lady's name is amy cuddy is that cuddy Cuddy, yeah yeah. and she's done ted talks as well and we did a we did a podcast on it and i think you did a a blog post on that as well right a few on that i've actually very taken with them um and while and it seems to me that even you know, Alexander Technique in, is about how we do things, right? Right. And so it's been shown that these high power poses are helpful. So why not use Alexander Technique while you do them? Absolutely. And that will boost that opening up, that letting go of contraction even further. Um, yeah, I think I think the whole idea of power poses points to something really important that you can change your your posture and your level of self-confidence and all the rest of it in a feral in a fairly crude way let's say by having your hands over your head for a couple of minutes but that that sort of points to the fact that if you can do that why not use as well a more a more slightly more sophisticated method right. like the alexander technique both to do them but also that you can you can use on yourself right in the middle of an interview or a meeting or a presentation or a pre- which... presentation so it's not like one or the other i think yeah. the two can i, I think if, if absolutely in a I pinch can... if you don't if, if you're coming up against a, a big interview um just doing the power poses in the most basic way is going to help you a lot. 
but why not add something to it? During the interview when you don't need to be. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that could be one very, very helpful way Alexander Technique could help women or anyone who's feeling um, a a sort of lack of confidence. And Um, and you mentioned this meeting where the the two women didn't even sit at the table. mm -hmm. But let's say they were sitting at the table. Um, Someone said, you know, please sit at the table. And they could have done that. But they might still have had a, a, a way of sitting or a way of being that exhibited what Amy Amy Cuddy would call low power. Um, yeah, so pose. you could be at the table without really being at the table. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, whereas I think if Alexander Technique would help you be at the table um, for real. Um, yeah. Are, you know. Can you think of um, perhaps another example where uh, – someone who, who who resonates with what we're talking about um, might benefit from some exposure to the Alexander Technique? Well, any um, woman in business who has to speak... <laughs> um, yes, well, yes. Well, speak to anyone, but especially if you're speaking to groups. I mean, I mean, this is how the Alexander Technique was born, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think I, I've, I've seen uh, studies, which I, I'm not all that surprised at, that for a lot of people, the fear of speaking in public is the greatest fear they can imagine. Yeah, worse than death, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in fact, uh, Sandberg mentions in another chapter um, the uh, what she calls the power of authentic communication. Mm-hmm. And I think Alexander Technique is the perfect tool for helping you speak or communicate authentically. And I also think it can help you listen more effectively, too. And I would think if you think in communication, two ways, communication two way is two way. Yeah. And yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the fact is uh, in in our world today, people are often judged to a certain extent by how they carry themselves. Right, our body language. Our body language. And yeah. and you could be, you know, incredibly talented in your field and the perfect person for a job and if you if if there's if there if there's a competing candidate who has equal or maybe slightly lower uh qualifications than you but they carry themselves with poise and confidence oh, there, yeah. there's every chance that they're going to get the job yeah. even apart from the the men women situation where where women are a bit you know women are definitely don't typically have the edge just because they're women mhm so I think all of those are reasons why a- anyone who resonates with these ideas might want to explore yeah, the I mean, Alexander it kind Technique. Of, it kind of goes back to the confidence idea, but our body language, we can be thinking we're displaying one thing, like that we're confident and competent, um, but if we're not really embodying that, um, our body language is going to give it away, you know. Exactly. And and then people get that cue. They they. Well, and I think one of the things about power poses that's so interesting 
is that you can you can get at the confidence issue the other way around. In other words, you can sort of artificially create uh, a, 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 a bit of a posture of confidence, yeah. and that in turn will give you some confidence. It may be a short-term fix yeah. with power poses, but with the Alexander technique, it, it can be a very powerful, uh, I won't say permanent fix, but something you can bring to bear whenever ever you want. Yeah, absolutely. So you can, and, and again, you know, and I, I was just thinking that another basic aspect of the technique is uh, it, it, it has a somewhat indirect methodology. Mm-hmm. And this would be a perfect example. You may feel you lack confidence and you, you, you think the way to get more confidence is to somehow generate it directly. But with something like the Alexander Technique, you do something else that you can do effectively, which is improve your the, your posture and coordination, and that in turn will bring about the the confidence that you wanted in the first place. Well, I can tell you from personal experience, it's worked wonders for my own self confidence. Well, so, uh, well, yeah. me too, and I think we, I think pretty, I think most Alexander teachers could could cite numerous examples with their yeah. own students. So do you think this would be a good place to bring our conversation to an end? Um, can it... I mention one sure. more thing quickly? Yeah. Is one other thing that she mentions um, as the root of so many barriers that women face is fear. Um, mm-hmm. She writes fear of not being liked, fear of making the wrong choice, fear of drawing negative attention, fear of overreaching, fear of being judged, fear mm-hmm. of failure etc 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 oh and the holy trinity of fear the fear of being a bad mother wife or daughter <laughs> so um oh, but right, i think right. fear is something that alexander technique dresses addresses really sort of in the ways we've already been talking about although we weren't really talking in the context of fear but when we're feeling fearful we tighten up we Absolutely. pull in we so, create we create muscular restrictive muscular tension and if and if the alexander technique uh, does anything well it 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 it, i mean it's really well known for helping people release harmful tension yeah that's really what we do that could even be a definition of the alexander technique so i wouldn't say it will take your fear away but it will take your reaction to the fear away which in itself will help your response to the fear be a lot different and will sort of display a confidence or a and it will change it too absolutely yeah Yeah. well maybe that's a good place to to end our conversation what do you think sounds good to me so we've been talking about cheryl sandberg's book lean in women work and the will to lead and i'll put a link to that book by the um, by the interview. My guest has been, oh, and I'll also put a link to a site that will give you more information about the Alexander Technique and will enable you to find a teacher wherever you live. Uh, my guest uh, has been Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher and a website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. Thank you. Thank you, Robert.